Bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the 5 and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh! for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for 3. This is the Buckeye Show. All right. We have made it to the end of the week. We got a nice... Thick, juicy Friday episode coming your way. I'm Timmy Hall. Thank you, Ryan Baker, the man on the update desk, the man in the booth back there. It's good to have him. And with me tonight, your co-host. He's a TV guy, but he likes to play radio sometimes as well. Mr. Vitality, Dave Holmes. Good to see you, Dave. It's so good to be here. Normally, I'm here Wednesday at 633. You give me seven minutes, nine minutes if we're really in a flow. And tonight I get two hours. Although I do have to bounce to go literally do TV and then come back. So I'm pulling. This is like Deion Sanders when he used to play football and then take a chopper or Bo Jackson to the game. <laughs> when he used to play football. We're going to talk yeah. about Dion later in the show. But yeah, I'm doing the double duty tonight. So I'm going to do radio, run over to TV, come right back to radio. Wasn't the wasn't it Dion's the, the best thing maybe he ever did or the most insane thing he ever did was the playoff game. Yeah. Same day as an NFL game. Yeah. MLB playoff game, same day that he played for the Falcons or something. And it's why when you talk best athlete of all time and you bring up the, the old names like Jim Thorpe or whoever you think is like the best raw athlete, Jesse Owens could be on that list. Dion and Bo need to at least be mentioned because when you talk about the odds of making it to the NFL or Major League Baseball, but to make it to both. And not just be scrubs collecting their pension. To be legitimate good players in both is really incredible. What about Brian Jordan? Yeah. Him too. Yeah, Brian Jordan. That's there, right. There are not many. You're right. There are not many. And and some I, get drafted. I, like Kyler Murray could have played baseball. Could have. But yeah. we don't know would he have been a great oh, it's, it's, major it's league th- player. It's one thing to to pick up some steam in more than one sport. Exactly. It's another thing to actually carry it through and do it. So I see what you're saying. You kind of consider yourself in those, in that kind of air. Like as a TV guy. Yeah. I'm I'm getting the drift here. As a TV guy that could come over here and do this kind of like what Dion's doing. Yeah. The point is I'm the Bo Jackson of media and all that means is my hips hurt when I walk. That's what that means. And so the way that Dion is a head coach right now. Yeah. And we think, we believe he's going to be on his way to being a a successful head coach, even at this higher level. That would mean that you could then transition to, say, like running a TV station someday. (laughs) Or just running the whole, running a whole entire cluster. Yeah, so we're... It's in there somewhere. It's 6.06, and already this has gone way more off the rails than I thought. So let's bring it back to what this show's about, which is... No, 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 no. That's the one thing that you're not allowed to do. We're not allowed to bring it back bring off the rails? Back. No. Once it's off the rails, if we it, keep it off the rails? If it stays off the rails, then <laughs> you know you're having a fun show. That's actually and if true. And it, if it's a Friday night show, the more off the rails it could get, That's th- true. the best. Because the Buckeye stuff is just going to write itself. Okay. It, it is going to write itself. We do, we do have some fun coming up. We've got beers and Buckeyes, our friend Patrick Murphy, so we'll crack open some beers at uh, 633. That's, of course, if we're in a safe place. So I, I know he... Did a happy hour podcast this week where he uh, had the dean of Buckeye recruiting on. So I want to hit him up on a little bit of that and what he found out with the Buckeyes in the transfer portal. This is this is just where we are, Dave. It is we talk about it all the time. If you could point to maybe one thing that bothers most of the old school crowd. Would transfer portal be number one? Because there's a lot more than just that. I think conference realignment 
really bothers the old school traditional crowd, but Portal would be right there next to it if not. There's the big three. And if you talk to any old school crotchety college football fan, I'm talking a Keith Jackson loving, whoa Nelly college football fan. There's nothing wrong with that either. No, 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 no. Nothing wrong with those guys. I love love me some Keith Jackson. The, the three old, old school folks do not like the transfer portal, the conference realignment, and the NIL. And all of them can be debated on pros and cons. I think all of them have some good traits and all of them have some unfortunate negative traits. But yeah, to me, those are the three ways that the game has changed and grown exponentially in just the last 24 months. When you look at portal, NIL realignment. It is not the same game it was in 2020. Post-COVID college football is a vastly different game than pre-COVID football. Man, I it's tough that you throw in NIL because I'm wondering if there's enough people out there that can get behind the idea of these young men being able to make some endorsement money. But clearly... It's way different than that. Yes, I think the people like me who were very pro-player, pro-NIL when it was conceived. Me too. Me too. I pictured it this way. They would sell JT Barrett number 16s and he would get a cut. Or we haven't heard anything about jerseys, by the way. Exactly. Have we? Like, do they are they stacking or, the shelves at Dick's Sporting Goods with or, all these current player jerseys? Or I pictured Evan Pryor being able to go to the mall, set up a kiosk, and charge twenty five bucks for an autograph and a pick. That's what I thought this would be. And it is some of that. But what it's become way more of is give me five grand if you want me to visit your campus and even take a recruiting visit. Give me $100,000 if I'm a transfer and you want to maybe get my services for the next year or two. And it's okay. We can live. This is the Buckeye show. We can live in a land of nuance here. We have sophisticated listeners. It's okay to be pro player and pro NIL. And also say, this has gotten a little messy and sloppy. I think that's okay to say that. That's yeah, where I am. It is. That's and, where it, I live. And this is, look, this is what happens. Like we, We've talked about this too. When you wait this long to try to adjust to a fair system, when you've already had coaches making transcendent money, mm-hmm. life-changing money. Yes, and the TV networks as well. The second, and I, I said this on a previous show, don't you think the point that it happened when a college football coach started making like five times more than some of his peers yeah. who are essentially doing the same kind of work. Cause if we go, if we trace it way back when you're more likely than not an educator, right? If you become a coach, you might have a, a master's in education. Uh-huh. You don't have to, but I'm just spitball. And we go back to high school sports. You're teaching and Norman Dale. What did he teach history right. in right. Hoosiers? Right. Everybody was really mean to him, too, when he walked in there that first day. Oh, God, all he cares about is basketball. I hope you put that much effort into your teaching. Priorities. You know, once it blows up to where you're making five times as much, don't you kind of look around the room and say, okay, something's something's different here. This system is changing. We need to make sure that we're monitoring it so it doesn't get completely out of control. And then you just waited and waited and waited, and then it just turned into not just millions, but billion-dollar contracts whether it's the college football playoff or just the individual TV rights that are being paid. And here you are. So now it just comes tidal wave crashing in. And we set this up before we even have any rules to to govern it. Well, and that's the NCAA's fault. They dropped the ball there. And when I brought up the big three and I said conference realignment, transfer portal, and NIL, I could tell you thought the first two were a little more shady than the last one. But here's why I bring in NIL. 
because I think NIL now is absolutely linked to Portal. Because now it is, I'm going to, back in the back in the day, and obviously Portal hasn't been around for long, but let's say old school Portal days of just a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was about, I don't like the coach or the school or the setting, I'm not getting the playing time, yada yada. Now, Portal is basically, someone's going to give me more money. I can get more money somewhere else. And that's why I think NIL and Portal now have become intertwined to where now we have legitimate free agency. And we have it in the NFL, but the difference is in the NFL, you have to wait until your contract is up to become a free agent. In college football, every single offseason can become, I don't like it here, I can get more money elsewhere. It's like everyone is on a one-year prove-it contract every single year, and I don't like that. I just don't like that. I get it, I get it. It's like depending on which way you look at it, you're taking a combination of bad things, right? Mm -hmm. Spite towards my coach. Right. I'm going to stick it to you because for whatever reason, you're not playing me and it must be your fault, not yeah. mine yeah. for not, you know, working on a few things that I was told to work on or I knew that I had to work on to be a better player, to be a better version of myself. No, I got to blame it on other people and leave. And the other side of it is more money. Who's going to just offer up the most money, like you said. So it just takes a, a combination of things. And I know there's a level of who among us that comes with this, right? Yes. I'm hearing a lot of the who among us from the live crowd. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the loudest course. And you know, we, we, we did talk the other day about some comparisons maybe to what's going on with golf and what's happening with the transfer portal mm-hmm. and, and NIL, and you could draw some similarities. It's not entirely the same, though, because golfers have been making millions and millions of dollars since the, the rise of Tiger Woods and the influx of cash there, and these are guys just trying to get greedy and get more, and they have an entity that just has limitless resources, mm-hmm. and you don't even know if the product's going to earn all that back. In college football, you've got a product that's been earning Lots and lots of money. That's why people in suits and athletic departments have been you know, getting rich and they're able to pay for pretty much everything else in their department based on football and men's basketball. But that's that's how we got in here. And yeah. I, w- I want to be clear. Making I'm not, money's good, though. I'm not anti-NIL and portal. But here, here's what I say. You, I know you're a Seinfeld fan. There's good portal and bad portal. Right. There's good naked and bad naked and there's good portal and bad portal and good portal is want to be close to grandma. Yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. Good portal is I miss my family or you know what? Good portal is Jamison Williams. That's good portal. When he knew he was going to be buried on a depth chart, he was able to go to Alabama, become a first round talent, and put that on tape. Good portal is Kyle McCord who clearly was not in the future plans at Ohio State. He was not going to be the starter next year. So Kyle McCord saw the writing on the wall and was probably told the writing's on the wall and then decided to leave. That's good portal. Bad portal is, you know what? I'm making 1.2 this year. I bet some thirsty team will give me 1.4. Let's see what's out there. That's bad portal. That is pretty on point there, Dave. You know, we're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. All right, so are you in for this next segment or you got to run? I'm going to the TV land. All right. Weather is on as we speak. It means I'm on TV in less than three minutes. We'll have fanfare when you return. So he's going to do some TV. He will be back. Hey, uh, every single day I open up the internet. I see another one of these stories hitting college football. Once again, this could affect the Buckeyes. We'll tell you what next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destiny. The show where we pay people extra to host with Timmy Hall. This is the Buckeye Show. That's actually not true tonight. 
I don't know if we're paying Dave anything because Dave works in the building and he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart and he's also not here this segment. I've got my uh, my TV locked on the news because our co-host tonight is Dave Holmes from the TV side and he's working tonight and the 6 o'clock news is on. This was the one segment that he said he might have to flip out for us. So we said, fine, that's fine. Just go out there, do your thing. You got me, Timmy Hall, my man Ryan Baker back there and uh, a couple of couple of android fellas right here <laughs> and you know I, I noticed this about you i noticed this about you long time ago i had to be very careful in my household with my chargers right and man it was a sad day when i when i left one of my official samsung chargers not the knockoff cheap crap but the good brand one that came in the galaxy case right Left that at an Airbnb out of state, and no, like I'm not the guy that's gonna like hit him up to. Could you please mail it to me? No, I think I could go and you know find twenty nine ninety nine or whatever to get the real thing. Amazon will get it to you tomorrow. It, they'll get it to you tomorrow, right? Although it's hard to find the official ones on Amazon. Yeah. I will, I will tell you that. But I brought one into the studio a long time ago, so I could have one right here at work, and I never had to worry about it. And I noticed. You appreciate it, too, because I have it traveling from the main studio to the Blue Jacket studio over there where we do some off-air work, mm-hmm. and you're one of the few other Android guys that that's here, that's around, so that, that puts you a notch up, and all the iPhone people are listening saying, what the hell is wrong with you guys? I know, I know. It started with some kind of promotional deal, and then we never left. We never got out. I usually have mine in my bag, and the one that I keep in my bag is back there now, uh, but I had... Went to Kansas City at the end of October and had taken it, taken it with me, and it never got put back in. So I had utilized yours. I actually thought somebody took yours because it wasn't in the Blue Jacket studio where it's usually been. But I did notice it's in there next to you right now. So, you know what that is? That is adaptive fast charging. Mm-hmm. That's it- what that is. I that's your big boy. I'm at twenty two percent. It's six twenty three. What do you think I am in an hour? You think I'm You'll full charged? charged? Think fully I'm full? charged? Yeah, <laughs> fully charged. You no, know, I've got the flippy thing too. Everybody's asking me about the that. The one thing I made sure is I always, if I use that, and if I did move it like into the crew studio, I always put it back right where I found it. Because you're a good man. That's what you are. And uh, you know, we've got Buckeye women's basketball tonight. They are. They're going to dust these fools. I mean, who are we kidding? <laughs> Twenty-four to eleven. They're up. End of the first quarter. Grand Valley State. This is where Grand Valley State is, just so you know. On the Google tool, you got to be careful with the Google tool, too. I found this before. Like when you actually look at your team's schedule just on Google and you don't go to the official site or say the ESPN.com clubhouse where Might it lists wrong. it all in a row, it's not wrong, but it it will sometimes take the next game and stack it at the bottom or in a different place. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So you've got to be careful that if you're like looking to buy tickets and you're, or you're thinking about two games on the same date, just take an extra look. But Grand Valley State didn't even get their record inserted into the Google system. That's what I'm telling you. Zero and zero. And they didn't even bother to put a logo for them either. Now, do you know what their nickname is? Just off the top of your head. I do not. I should know this because I was just looking at some of their stuff mm. earlier, getting stuff set up in there. Uh, for some reason, I want to say Blue Jays, but I know that's wrong. That's totally wrong. Yeah. But but before I give it to you, and I'm, I have not looked at this either, but I have my answer in mind already just because of the name. Do you care to guess what city they reside in? Where is the school? 
I think I've no, I know, and then I'll click it through here. I don't know. I feel like the the first thing you would say is somewhere in like North Dakota. I feel like it should be. I thought it was Michigan. I thought it was Michigan, and therefore I was going to guess Grand Rapids. Okay, somewhere in that area. That's a fair guess. So Grand Grand Valley, and yeah, Grand Grand Rapids. There you go. Look at you. And they, and they it, in the Grand Rapids metro area, what is that? Uh, what's west of there? We're, we're, like there's really nothing Traverse west. Traverse City? No, Traver- Traverse City, where they do the the hockey deal, that's way up north. Okay. I hear that's quite beautiful up there. Never been up there myself. Don't like to say great things about pure Michigan, but if we're just <laughs> sticking to towns that are on the lake, I hear there's some pretty nice some beauty pretty with nice. all that. Yeah. Some great golf courses up there. The Bluffs, Arcadia Bluffs, that's a fantastic one. I know Beamer loves it, but... They're the Lakers, and as I hear that, I wonder how many of the younger, how how many people in the younger crowd have ever stopped to think about why the Los Angeles Lakers are the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you ever mm-hmm. wonder that? How well, many I, people under twenty five do you think have even ever thought of why they're called the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, probably not a lot of people would. Uh, younger folks would know that. Like, like we could go in the other room and ask Cam if he knew why, and he probably wouldn't know. Uh, that's we'll we'll put some guys to the test. Hey, this is a good we'll ask Cam and Josh because we've got two youngsters who are not yet twenty five. I don't think that have helped us out, and they're moving into help us out in a bigger sense. They're running the women's game for us tonight. This is a good game for the Ohio State women's team to kind of get Madison Green maybe back into the flow of things. The last game was her first game back. Maybe something like this. They get out to a comfortable lead. They can give her a little more time and uh, let her get acclimated. It, it's it's true. It is true, Ryan. Uh, here's here's what I what I mentioned before. Here's what I teased. So we we talked about a couple of things there that, you know, you do open up the internet every single day. You got something about the transfer portal, you've got something about NIL, you've you've got something about well, depending on the day realignment it's kind of cooled off here it kind of goes in mm-hmm. cycles but there's always something being discussed especially this last year but dude flipping that's what i'm talking about flipping dudes it is something that is so rampant right now that a commitment that a verbal commitment in some cases now where we are even signing a letter of intent doesn't mean a whole lot they're trying to do it to jeremiah smith though he seems solid and that's one of the biggest recruits that ohio state's ever gotten but there is now a ton of noise and i'll ask pat murphy about this coming up with beers and buckeyes because uh, who he talked to today on the Buckeye recruiting angles. But Jordan Lyle is a very, very nifty-looking skill player. Four-star running back. He's sort of he's risen in the ranks as he's gone through his senior year. He just turned in a, a really good-looking season down at St. Thomas Aquinas. You're familiar with the school. He had, I want to say, over 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's coming off of an 1,100-yard, 13-touchdown season the year before, so this guy is a great player. But when you do notice that he's one of three guys there where you've got James Peoples, who they're high on, and and Sam Williams-Dixon, who's a Ohio kid now who switched schools this last year in high school football, you might be able to understand... A, a, even though it's not a crowded running back room, because until Travion Henderson, that's the thing. There's two sides to this. You could look at it for the guys that are here right now and who might be leaving. It seems like a very empty room. Chip Trainum's in the portal. If Travion Henderson decides to go pro, which he still could, 
But the noise I know you're looking at, you're reading the tea leaves, you're hearing some things about NIL with him that might get him to stay. So maybe that, in addition to two other guys as commits, gets you to just want to stay home. And the fact that this guy might just like Miami. So it's the Hurricanes. It's Mario Cristobal. Those dudes are doing it. It's yes, He might like that Miami yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing the Manziel, man. Money Manziel. It's all of that. It's all of that. So this is just, this, this has been going on. But right now, it, it is the season for dude flipping every day. Well, and Ohio State's been on this uh, in on this too. You know, they've been trying to get the defensive end Williams out of Florida, who's a Florida commit. Carlin Jones, who was committed to Nebraska, it really seems like on signing day he is going to sign with the Buckeyes. It is interesting though, as depleted as the running back room looks like it's going to be next year. You would think these guys would want to come in here and have a shot. I know James Peoples is the guy that's get all the hype for running backs in this class, but all is fair. Like we, like you just mentioned there, I'm not going to sit here and whine about it. Just this is the way it's done. I think it would be nice if we could all collectively come up with some rules yes. or some, you know, ability to sign and end it. And it actually is a firm decision and not just something that's fake that can be changed on a whim, maybe that might help all parties out to take away some of the stress and anxiety of you know this time in your life, which can be very, very hectic. I get it. But as I said, we'll talk some more about this. Pat Murphy, crack open a cold one if you're in a safe spot. Or just imagine that you are if you're not. Beers and Buckeyes next. It's the Buckeyes Show on the Fan. We are your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. Oh, yeah. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Drink up, Slappy. It's time for Beers and Buckeyes with Patrick Murphy. Sponsored by Garage Beer. Beer flavored beer. Timmy Hall and Dave Holmes are with you guys tonight. Patrick. Thanks for being with us, man. Hope your weekend's off to a nice start. A lot of crazy things going on with the transfer portal as the Buckeyes get ready for the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, as we sort of talked about last week, it was kind of the start of it. Uh, it's been a busy time in what used to be kind of a downtime. I used to, you know, cover basketball, get ready for signing day, ready for the bowl game. Now it's just uh, all gas, no breaks this time of year. It's true. You know, we just we just kind of left the last segment talking about Jordan Lyle and the fact that he is, they are working on flipping him, and it seems to be Miami's doing a really good job, that there's a lot of noise that that could happen. You talked to the Dean of Buckeye Recruiting on your podcast this week on Happy Arts Funny. I must have lost the invitation to that one mm. this week. But can you back that up? And, and what other big things were you guys talking about that could be down the pike for OSU? Look, Timmy, first of all, I don't like to bug you. You're a very busy man. And so I, I call on you when I, when I need you the most. And when the dean was available, it made sense to let you have a, a week or so off. So, uh, no, don't, don't take offense to that one. I like that. Um, I, I like the look, pal. Like this is, this yeah. is how it is. Yeah. Now we can continue. <laughs> Good. Um, no, I mean, I think you you summed it up pretty well there. I think it, it does sound, and there's been some talk for a while that Jordan Lyle, the, the three-star running back, may flip um, to, to Miami. Uh, you know, I think everyone realizes kind of what the what the circumstances are these days when, when players flip to these certain schools, uh, and I'm talking NIL. And this isn't really a matter of Ohio State not – having the necessary resources, it's, it's more how Ohio State wants to handle its program and the NIL situation and, and how other schools are going to do it with 
you know, promising a certain amount of money up front and, and things like that. And they, look, I don't want to say that this is the reason Jordan Lyle is flipping. I don't know that if he does flip, I'm just saying that, that Miami has been known for, um, you know, offering these, these bigger NIL deals than some other programs along with, you know, Texas A&M. We've seen kind of what happened there with guys, uh, you know, not getting what they were promised and then quickly entering the transfer portal. So, you know, we're still in the infancy of this, even though it feels like the NIL stuff's been here for a while. And I think we're going to see how this all plays out, maybe which schools got it right, which schools didn't. And, you know, maybe someday the NCAA will step in and, and, you know, kind of make some rules about this whole thing. You know, Pat, if you talk to a marriage counselor, they tell you one of the keys to marriage is you must date your wife after you're married. And I feel like in recruiting, We've almost gotten to that point because everyone's afraid of the flippers. And it's like you get a kid who's committed and you see these coaches still recruit the living daylights out of them because they still have to lock them down. And I'm thinking of someone like an Aaron Noland who has said a hundred times, I'm committed to Ohio State, the quarterback. And yet every few weeks I see pictures of Ohio State coaches with Aaron Noland. I'm wondering, Pat, how much time and energy do these coaches now have to use on players that they hypothetically have already locked up? Uh, too much. And it's not sustainable the way that things are going right now. I, you mentioned Aaron Nolan, uh, Jeremiah Smith, the top receiver in the country who has rightfully continued to take visits because he's allowed to do that as a high school kid that's being recruited by every school in the country. And I think in most of us in the situation would, would do the same and get to see some of these programs and whatnot. But He's said multiple times that he's committed to Ohio State, and obviously you have Brian Hartline and Ryan Day still involved in this program. Um, but it's 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 a mess right now. Uh, you know, you've always had to continue to recruit guys until they sign, right? But now you're continuing to recruit guys even after they sign because you know that the transfer portal's out there and, and guys can just jump into it at any time and things like that. So. I, you know, I, I don't envy these coaches. Obviously, they get paid a, a good amount to do what they do, but there's been a lot more thrown on their plate these last couple of years, and I think you've seen it start to wear on, on some of the coaches in college football, even more so than, than you would see in the past. And I, I don't know how you keep it up. I, I, I really do think they need to have some enforcement here and, and kind of set some ground rules for all of this stuff because it's, it's nonstop for these guys, and, and you can't live that way. Patrick Murphy is with us. It's Beers and Buckeyes. He's on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Do you do you think it goes more to something that's contract-based? Because you said it's not sustainable. They've done it with the signing periods. It doesn't seem that that has helped at all. If anything, it's made it worse. But it's it's too stressful. And I can understand how good college coaches might want to keep taking a, a look at the NFL the way that this is going. No doubt about that, and it would not surprise me if over the next handful of years, if things don't change, um, that you see really good college coaches, more of them than we've seen in the past, give that a shot and move on to the NFL because there you know when your offseason is. You know when you can take vacation. You know when you got to be there, um, and it, with, with college football the way it is, it's I mean, I don't know when, I guess, in the middle of the summer after uh, camps, that's when coaches have like a two-week break where they can, they can uh, you know, enjoy their, their lives for a few days. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I think you could move around the calendar a little bit. 
I think you could have the early signing period maybe be before the season. And I know I'm not the first person to suggest that. I've heard other people mention it as opposed to doing it now when you're also trying to get ready for a bowl game and, you know, all these other things that are, that are going on the transfer portal. Um, but you know, I, if you start doing talking contracts, then you're talking about these college kids as employees. And that's a whole different bag of worms, which mm-hmm. I think there's pros and cons to it. So I don't have an answer. I just know that, that this is too much for these guys right now. Well, I know uh, as we as we transition to the beers portion of the beers and Buckeyes, where we are on the calendar, it certainly screams winter loggers at us, guys. Like that, that's where we are. And of course, one here in Ohio has become a well distributed, very famous brew. So you kind of have to look to the guys at Great Lakes. They seem to have mastered the Christmas ale. It's always a strong one. It's always good to have at least a, a few of those. They're very spicy. I can't just, I don't know if I'm doing a 12-pack of them. But in, I can, in one sitting? <laughs> right, yeah. I have, to You'll spread it out. That. I have to spread it out over a week, Dave. I mean, come on. Yeah, you, you need to do the 12-pack over. Those <laughs> need to be Hanukkah ales. You need to spread that out over eight nights or else you're going to be a mess. All right, Patrick, what's his, what's a Christmas ale season? What, what are you saying? Is it like Thanksgiving to New Year's? What's your Christmas ale season? Uh, I had I actually had a Christmas sale uh, in June last year because I found one in the back of my fridge. So, How'd it taste? Uh, I am I'm not set by that. But yeah, I think Thanksgiving's when I first like you know go out and and buy you know the Great Lakes Christmas sale. You you just mentioned I actually have one in my hand that's waiting for waiting to be opened here uh, once Must we get done nice. with this. Had uh, a, a couple others that I've had recently. The Holly Jolly from Fathead had that last last night. Okay. Pretty good. Never had that one. And then. Saucy Brew Works uh, over in, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what area of town that's called. Third in Michigan Let's over just there. Let's call it Columbus. Patrick, yeah, they, uh, he's like a character on Mad Men. He, he just drinks on the job here. He's like the Mad Men, guys. He know, with, we, we love beer. <laughs> yeah. They, they've got a good one called, uh, I believe it's Three Hoes. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit really of a play good. on words. Oh, I picked up. Yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> okay. Bit. Patrick, you seem very busy. <laughs> you seem like you have a lot of bottles that you need to get to right now, and we don't want to hold you up. Uh, seriously, though, happy holidays. I don't know what our schedule is going to look like next week at this far out, but always a pleasure talking Buckeyes and beers with you, man. Yep. Sounds good. I'll be available next week. So if you need me, let me know. All right, buddy. Oh, he'll be available. Love a flexible guest. Very nice, right? He's the best. Much appreciated. Patrick Murphy right there on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Dave pointed this out to me. Saw it right there on a Twitter feed and said, hey, take a look at this. Ryan Day has one word for you. Talk about that next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you miss a live show, you can catch the podcast. If you miss the podcast, our hosts have volunteered to have dinner with you. Ah, the meatloaf! The fan. The home of Big Ten championships and future first rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall and Dave Holmes hanging out with you guys tonight. We are indeed sponsored by our good friends at CareSource. We thank them for sponsoring this lovely radio show. Ryan Baker back there running things. I I saw the the fine folks at Homage tweet something out today. And, I mean, anytime it's December 15th and you're going to throw something up there about a Christmas movie, we've already knocked down quite a few of them in the Hall household. I don't know what your routine is for rules of when you're going to watch, but they put four in the box there. And 
they said, it's time to make a decision. Which holiday movie do you think is the best of all time? And they said, yeah, you can say Die Hard. <laughs> they only put four in the boxes, though. So What's the I, four? I went off the list. Elf is, Elf is in there. Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And A Christmas Story, which I get how a lot of Ohioans hit with that one. Yeah. I retweeted this and said, very easy, top right corner. It's just easy, cut and dry. Christmas vacation is the goat where I come from. So here's the issue with me, and this will not be a popular radio take. I don't like Christmas movies and, Tim, ready for this? This is going to get me slaughtered on social. I'm not a big sports movie fan in general. Oh, you just offered that up. Yeah, I'm asking asking for criticism. Now, here's why. Because when you love sports and follow it as we do, I find that most sports movies are unbelievable. Even the ones based on true stories, like Remember the Titans, are made unbelievable and changed, right? So I love Hoosiers. I love Rudy. There are certainly sports movies I love. But in general, I find myself bothered by Whoa. the unrealistic nature are of you, them. Are you telling me, my guy, Gary Bertier, not replace a Gary Bertier, that you didn't like the drama that they threw in there with, with Gary? I also thought that one was pretty true to form. I do believe he got in a car wreck. There are... He was an all-American player. Yes, 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 yes. Again, this is not a universal. I'm the same way with, with video games. I'm not a huge sports video game guy either. And I, I like certain Christmas movies. So if you're asking me... Yes, Christmas Vacation is number one. The other one on not on that list that just the little kid of me always loves is Home Alone. I know, yeah. And again, they just put four in the graphic, but they didn't just say you had to pick from from that list because they said, yes, you can pick yeah. Die Hard. Of course, uh, Home Alone's going to garner a lot of votes as when you're you well talk aware. about a Christmas movie. When the Buckeyes it's pl- way up there. When the Buckeyes played in Northwestern last year, as we know, I literally That's spent, right. I, yeah, I, you did. I spent my entire afternoon to seek out the Home Alone house, and I went for a walk around the neighborhood, down to the convenience store where Kevin buys the toothbrush. So this this is the guy that is kind of cooling on Christmas movies, but not Home Alone. <laughs> went on a a work trip and had yeah. to go out of his way to see a house in a Christmas movie. I did. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I'm consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, you know what? Game ball for you. Thanks. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. Good job, Dave. Appreciate you. So let's let's take a listen to Ryan Day. Ryan Day had this. He didn't post it. This was on the Ohio State football Twitter. Account. Ohio State football posted it. So this is what he said. Just him at the desk looking right into the camera. Staring into the camera. It's a fireside chat. It's a little fireside chat. He's just looking in the lens, delivering this monologue. Felt like there could be an announcement. Right there. I thought something big was about to happen. This is the word he wanted to talk about. Now, the word fight is uh, it's our culture. Um, you know, fight to be the best version of yourself. That's what we're all trying to do every single day when we wake up in the morning. And life is a fight. The game of football is a fight. And, and so that encompasses just everything that, that we do when we wake up in the morning. Put two feet on the ground and fight to maximize ourselves in all areas. Fight. That's what it's about. He's sitting at his desk, got the lovely picture of his family behind him. Mortal, the com- Mortal Kombat vibes. Fight. He's got the laptop in front of him, which is partially closed. Partially. He so could get a better look at his face. And as far as the be- <laughs> the beard update, we yeah. can get a we can get an update yeah. on Ryan Day's neck beard. It is trimmed. It looks good. Mm. I give it a an 
A good eight, eight point five out of ten. Solid beard. I think the length is perfect. I would keep it as is. Now, what you pointed out to me for something like that, like I, I hear that, I listen to that back. I, I like it. Okay, it's good. Okay, it's good. We're, we're talking about fight. Okay, we do this. All right, I understand football culture. Yeah. Have you met PJ Fleck? Yeah. This is not like PJ Fleck type stuff. Ski you ma, row the boat, men, men. You got the oar. You got the boat. You got your soul. Yeah. You're in the boat. Work together. Teamwork. Rowing the boat. Row the boat. I mean, are we kidding here? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. He's talking about fight. You're going to have to have some mantras, some sayings to get everybody in the straight and narrow. But the the comments, I guess for just where well, things are with the loss to Michigan and not making the college football playoff, your starting quarterback <laughs> transferred out. Though I don't think that's a bad thing at all because you had to improve there. The, the one that got us that we actually had to laugh out loud was the image of someone threw an image of Rocky Balboa where his face is just bloodied and bruised. <laughs> yes. didn't, no I, words. Just, well, actually, yes, it says Ryan Day in his last three fights. And then they throw the picture of, of Rocky's face yeah, battered so, up. Oh, come on. First off, I love what you point out about the laptop because it's open at like a 45 degree angle. Like at any point, he might go back to the Word document he was on. We're getting work done. Right. We want you to know. <laughs> right. 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 So that's interesting. But Business yeah. casual, too. Well, he said fight. And you know who wanted to fight? Everyone in the reply. They are ready to fight. <laughs> they were ready to spar. They were ready to punch. Yeah, they were. They were in a punching mood. You uh, hang in there, Ryan. Yeah, you, know, you hang in there. You beat. You stay in the fight. You know, it's interesting because anytime anyone, this is. I love this quote, and I forget who gave it, but all behavior is purposeful. Everyone who posts something on social media has a reason behind it. Look at how cute my family is. Look how skinny I've gotten. Look how successful I am. And there could be more wholesome reasons. You just want to keep people informed of what you're doing. Look what I had for lunch, right? Every action is purposeful in the world of social media. So the question I have for you, Mr. Hall. I tend to agree, especially when you talk about accounts that are big yeah, churning big accounts churning that have accounts. half a million to multi-million exactly. followers. It, for sure. I can the, get some of that. Exactly. The, those accounts rarely tweet out, you know, wow, looks like the mail is late today, right? There's usually a motive behind every message. So my question to you, why... When we are two weeks removed from Michigan, two weeks before the Cotton Bowl, in this dead era, is this simply just to stay relevant and we have a video, look at us, we're still no, here? Because this, the timing of talking about fight coming off another physical loss to Michigan, you, I don't know, I guess I understand, like Darren Ravel, I'm convinced that 95% of what he tweets is begging to be punched in the face. This felt like you were begging to get trolled. Can't you agree with this? That maybe you're not so much worried about what the outside world is going to say to this. Because when you post stuff on social media, it's it's open. Oh, right? I, I it's get, o- it's I open get, season. I get beat up and too. Everyone to, does. Yeah, we do. And to a sense, Ohio State football has got to be unafraid of that. And you, should, you shouldn't be. You're That's the Ohio true. State Buckeyes, for God's sakes. It's true. And I think maybe I could tell for you it's, it's maybe ill-timed. But I believe the intent, the intentions are good. To show their fans, right? The people that really live and die with them. To show their fans that we don't take losing to Michigan lightly. We're not quitting. We're not. We don't think it's cool. Even can, though the three, the last three results, they're speaking for themselves, right? But I just, I'm just saying that's what I think the intentions were. Not to like, oh, why even do this? Because you know you're going to get beat up. It's maybe yeah. doing it knowing you might get beat up and yeah. not caring about it. Yeah. And you're just saying, we're here to fight. And then you can have your opinions on, oh, the football lingo and uh, rah, you know, fight, yeah. the chase, all that stuff. I can That's, get, I think, where it comes from. I can get behind that. 
Yeah, I can get behind that. If it is a we are here and we're not going anywhere type mindset, I can get behind that ideology. I just think that coming off the loss to Michigan, you knew it would be a bloodbath in the mentions. Mm, And it is. On Instagram, it's even bloodier than it is on Twitter or what the kids call X. Uh, Yeah, so it's bad. Um, I don't have an issue with the message. Of course not. And I'm with you that I guess that's the branding is we we ain't quitting. Um, But yeah, man, I, I just... I just expected the backlash, and it it got the backlash I expected. I feel like Day is a big Christmas vacation guy. I feel so. like I feel like he <laughs> is quoting Cousin Eddie. Yeah, I can see it. Oh no, Clark, I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I, can I see think it. he's walking around the house like feeding that stuff to the wife all December long because he's that kind of guy. The dude who makes college football lists all days, uh, all days. How about all day? Yeah. He released a doozy, and because we're going to mention it, he's already a winner. That and more in our college football pulse. Next, Dave Holmes is in. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Your morning just got beefier. Morning Juice with Beamer, Bobby, and Shark. Weekdays from 6 to 9. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by The Waterworks. Trusted and certified plumbing, drain, heating, and cooling experts. Visit online at thewaterworks.com. Hour two of the Buckeye Show. Very appreciative of our man Dave Holmes from 10TV for co-hosting the program tonight. Appreciative of you too, Mr. Menthol. Ryan Baker back there. I bet it smells good. I don't know about that, but I did just get the ratings for the first hour, and they're the highest of the whole week since Dave is here. That's so. not surprising. Highest they've ever been is what I heard. It's what he does. The guy drives ratings. Yeah. well, we, just, we He drives something. We on local television never exaggerate the ratings. If there's one thing we've never done. <laughs> he doesn't dri- <laughs> it's exaggerate the older. We're number one uh, in adults 25 to 54 on Wednesday evenings. That's right. Uh, he That's does weird. drive. He just yeah. He does not drive into a guardrail. That's one thing. (laughs) But Ryan, what do we got here tonight? Well, you showed me this tweet earlier today, Timmy, of uh, your guy, Big Game Boomer, who does all these college football lists. He put out a list of the most likable and the most unlikable coaches, and he's got Coach Prime as the most likable. Now, I think a lot of people like Coach Prime, but I think there's a lot of people out there that dislike him as well, too. Maybe you put it the best today, Timmy, when you said the most polarizing. Absolutely. I stand behind that. I would debate that for a good 10 minutes that Deion Sanders is the most polarizing guy in college football right now because you are bringing in both sides of the equation. You're talking about who brings people to the party. Who are we talking about for good or for bad? But to just put him up at the top of the most likable, that is wrong. You are allowed to like him, and I understand that if you like him, but I'm pretty sure plenty of data will tell us, and if you put things into these algorithms for who's talking, who's saying what about Dion, a lot of people dislike what he's about and how he brought in a whole team through the transfer portal and how he had 40 to 50 guys ready to handshake and send off into the black abyss right off the the, the onset there. So, no, I, I don't like that. And some of the guys he's got on the unlikable side, kind of surprising as well with our guy, the beard, Ryan Day. I don't know why Ryan Day would be unlikable just because he wanted to come after Lou Holtz. Yeah. That's so, probably it. That's what he'd tell you. So Dion is polarizing. And, but part of Dion, the reason people don't like him, is not his fault. 
it's kind of like Taylor Swift in the NFL. People tend to get annoyed by other people who they think get too much attention. And I think part of the hatred towards Dion is the fact that he just won Sports Illustrated's Sports Person of the Year despite the fact that they were 4-8 and eight and lost their last six games. That's the stupidest honor in the history of Sports Illustrated. But it's not Dion's fault. And I think sometimes... I didn't do it. I, yeah. Yeah, I think there's sometimes we have a tough time... You know, Dion is not has not been deserving of how much praise and attention he's gotten based on what you saw on the field. They lost what eight of their last nine, but he's pretty fun and he's entertaining and he's a great soundbite and he's prime. He's one of the great, like we said before, he's one of the greatest athletes. Yeah, so ever. So there's I, I understand. Oh, it's mostly stemming from that. It's ninety nine percent. Stemming from that. I understand why people don't like Ryan Day. I get it, right? People are angry about the Lou Holtz thing. Uh, People, you know, they think he's a complainer around the country. That's the outside Columbus perspective. But this is what's amazing to me. Is Ryan Day's 14 on the unlikable. Jim Harbaugh is 25 on likable. I guarantee you, if we take a focus group of nationwide people... Jim Harbaugh is the most disliked coach in America right now. That is not a Columbus take. When he stood up there and said, we are America's team, that was the ultimate wrestling heel move. A million percent. (laughs) How? How in the world is he all the way there just hiding in the bottom of the likable? He's likable? Likable? Harbaugh? Now the guys. Who I'm I, not here to whine. And again, ugh. I have to stay consistent with this because the steam that we had going. I mean, it was like a Polar Express yeah. train heading to the North Pole with a creepy Tom Hanks ghost on the top of it. Mm. That's what we had with this story of Michigan, the cheaters. I said it after the loss. I stand by it right now. It does not feel as good on this side of the fence. To have had the chance to go and bury them with that, in addition to winning the football game. It just lost a lot of its steam. Now, it doesn't take away that they did it, Mm -hmm. and it's still significant. I am just saying I'm choosing as a Buckeye person to feel not as great and not pointing the finger and going back there at them them every chance I get about, oh, you just won through cheating. It just seems a little weak to play that but everything you said i mean how nationally yeah for everything that happened until he started winning this game this game and now he's done it and he's big 10 suspending him ncaa is investigating him they're not saying anything about connor stallions at central michigan yeah when's that gonna come to while acting while acting like a victim the entire time so he should be unlikable i'm actually okay with the, t- the top five unlikables, Lincoln Riley's number two. He is downright despicable, right? No one likes Lincoln Riley. He's not making his players talk to the media after the games. He gets his big old beach house. He gets all his money. Dabo's and, most unlikable. And he hasn't improved the team. Dabo at number five should be number one. He's most unlikable. He's he used absolutely to be, miserable. And he used to be really likable. He ten, used to be. Ten years ago, I would have put him at number one most likable. But, oh, it's a fun guy, country guy. He's about the team. He's yeah. about improving Clemson. The Clemson was kind of in the dark ages for a long time. Look at this guy, bootstraps dude, yep. taking over the program from within. Oh, you got to love that. Got to love that story. Ryan, 
Are there guys that you just hate or like in college football for any particular reason? Uh, I think Harbaugh would be right up there for me. Obviously, you could say that's the uh, Buckeye homer coming out in me, but uh, I'd say I'm not so. a, a huge fan. I don't ever know what to think about Saban. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't like him. I, I, agree. I don't know. Sometimes a good, sometimes a maybe, you know. <laughs> the, the other one here they have, unlikable number three is Brian Kelly. And that's a good one. If you just played those stupid 360 cams of him with the recruit, the cringiest of all cringy things I've ever seen is Brian Kelly. It's bad. On the 360 cam, strutting and pointing at a camera while this poor 17 year old behind him just reluctantly goes along with it. That's the worst stuff I've ever seen. So for me, I'm all right with Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, and Dabo Sweeney being in my top five unlikable. How about Jonathan Smith? Jonathan T-Bone Smith. Our pal (laughs) T-Bone. T-Bone. Just because he left Oregon State, he is now hated because he's the coach at Michigan State. I don't know if he did something else besides just the way he wound it down at Oregon State where he was. I know he was openly talking about it while he was still employed at Oregon State, strongly alluding to he'd be out And I don't blame him because the conference is going bye-bye and Oregon State is not a part of that. But it did, uh, I did love this when he was hired because one of the great soundbite coaches that we've had in the past 20 or 30 years was also a John Smith. Though you throw a little, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know where this is going. Yeah. You throw a little L in there and you've got John L. Smith and he likes his people smiling. You guys act like it's, pick it up a little bit. Okay? Get your chin up. Smile. Smile. Okay? Dang, you guys, all right? If not, I'm not talking. <laughs> Let's get rolling. Okay. Rutgers coming to town this week. Oh, God. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that that ended with a... Rutgers coming to town this week. So you mean to tell me that the famous Jim Valvano speech harkens Rutgers where he says, I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your friends. And I want you to think about Packers football because yeah. he was taking it from Vince Lombardi and he incorrectly said Packers football to his Rutgers basketball team. But uh, that's crazy. Uh, the, the other one. Wow. Unlikable number 11. I disagree. Mike Gundy, unlikable. If you ask a hundred random people what you think of Mike Gundy, they're going to think of one thing and one thing only, and it's the one of the most likable things of all time. Yeah, it's pretty likable. Everyone's going to think about. Makes me want to puke. It's too soft. Sorry, <laughs> I need full blown Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm forty. Here we go. Here's here's more. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. For doing everything right. One of my favorite things of all time (laughs) is the guys that did the Coors Light commercial with Gundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the clips in it. Oh, it's so good. For doing everything right. Those Coors Light commercials were so good. Man. I mean, maybe uh, the mountains are blue, right? Yeah. Gosh, so good. The press conference clips. Uh, So the only other part of this, since we've, we've let this run the whole segment, it was fantastic. The the only other part of this was someone shot back about 
Luke Fickle. Yeah. Like, well, why is Luke Fickle so hated? He's twenty two on the hated. Yeah, why? Why is Luke Luke Fickle Columbus hated? Columbus his own. And he and he and Big Game Boomer flipped it right back and said, "Cam Rising." That's why. Yeah. And I said, "What?" So I had to Google Luke Fickle and Cam Rising. And this is a little uh, college football pulse throwback to the middle of the season. And I had to. Fickle would want this one back. This wouldn't be like one reason that he's a hateable coach, mm-hmm. but he would want this one back. He was talking about the rise of seven-year players now. Pretty wild. Cam yeah. Rising says he's coming back. Awesome for Utah, right? That he would want to go yeah. back. He's like a fighting Dave Grohl out there with his look that plays football. And Fick said, the world today. I think we got a couple more years left of not knowing how old or what guys have left in the tank based on how many years of experience. I saw Minnesota's got a seventh-year guy. And I just saw a Utah quarterback is saying he's coming back for a seventh year. Is this still college football? I don't know. I'm sure it was meant to be six years, seven years. There's a lot of those things still hanging. And it was quickly pointed out that, uh, hey, Luke, your your boy Tanner Mordecai, sixth-year guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shh. You got, you got one of those themselves, too. Right. Yeah. If it's legal, if it's a... If it's a red shirt, medical red shirt, that's all hashed out. Mm-hmm. Percentage of games played. The pandemic season is the pandemic season. Yeah. It was wonky. It was a free year. So I, I have to say that one is fine. Give me more Cam Rising. That, that would be great. That's going to be great for Utah. All right, boys. Good stuff. At uh, this early stage of things, even with the road loss to Penn State that had plenty of folks upset talking about Buckeye men's hoops, one important predictor does indeed having this team majorly improved details next it's the buckeye show on the fan we used to have a billboard with our host face on it but only ugly people work here now you mama say you ugly hey the fan ohio sports destination the show that knows how to throw a big giant buckeye party you're listening to the buckeye show Fun Friday night here. I'm Timmy Hall. Got my man Dave Holmes from 10 TV. Nice enough to fill in. This is what we do when this thing plays. Party on, Dave. Party on, Wayne. Thank you. And party on, Ryan. Party on, boys. Very good. Well done. Mission accomplished. Uh, Since I could hear you guys screaming through your radio when I mentioned John Smith with an L in the middle of it. Yeah. And you told me as soon as we broke, I thought you were going to play the other thing. The other one is the one I think I, of. I was going to play it. And after the we played the smile. Yeah. I'm not talking. Like, that one is a true maniac. It, true insane person. <laughs> yeah. It tells you this guy's not a human being. Yeah. This guy's off his rocker. And I think he was off his rocker. I think he, I think he went to... If he didn't go to jail, he was caught for embezzlement or something. And he wound up coaching at some small college in Durango, Colorado, the same town where City Slickers is based out of. I kid you not. I did not know that. Making 65 or 67 grand a year to coach that football team. That was the decline of the John L. Smith run. But this is actual Michigan State John L. Smith. Halftime of the game. Against Ohio State yes. and how they just screwed up the whole situation. And again, it's almost it. incoherent babbling. Very upset. We should have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a damn coaching mistake. That the kids are playing their tail off and the coaches are screwing it up. So good. John, coach, what happened there? So good. You dream for that. That was. Did he say that's a dang coaching mistake I or think a bad did. coaching mistake? I thought he said dang. It sounds like dang. That's a dang coaching mistake. That's a dang coaching, coaching mistake. mistake. 
Oh, man. Players are playing their tail off. Kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Screwing it up. (laughs) Almost sounds like he had like a Scooby-Doo quality to that. Coaches are screwing it up. Oh, my God, John. If not, I'm not talking. Okay. So, Buckeye basketball. Shift gears. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Bucks. Big one coming up tomorrow. Three o'clock. I'll be here on the fan to warm you up for it. At two. Bruins, Buckeyes. Should be a fun battle. This for coming off a road loss to Penn State, a game that you had in the bag. Wait, what? This is the type of rebound opportunity you want. I shut that game off when they were up 18. What happened? I don't want to tell you. Wait, they came back and lost that game? I didn't have the heart to tell you. Yeah. Oh, I thought they won. I thought they were two and zero in the Big Ten. You didn't hit Buckeye basketball and Blue Jackets hockey. No yeah, right. Way to say right five zero five zero last night. Let's go no to overtime. Lead. Let's go to OT against the Leafs. So I think Buckeye hoops has to catch up a little bit, buddy, to be where <laughs> to be where your jackets are. Well, hey, almost the, threw five nothing away now, yesterday. T- to be fair, the Jackets are a young team. They've been saying for twenty three years. <laughs> right, they are a young. They're team. still a young team. An expansion team. Still are a young team. Got to so, figure that out. Okay, well, this is not the Jacket Show. This is the Buckeye. Show. So the Buckeyes, uh, that loss is so bad. And for Chris Holtman, who, as we know, has lost a lot of this fan base, you and I have been Chris Holtman, I would say defenders. I think you and I have been patient with Chris Holtman. We've kind of defended him as other people grab the pitchforks quite early. But this is the reputation of his team is losing a game like that. And the thing is, that game is such a big swing because. You win that game. You are 9-1 and one going into UCLA. That would give you eight straight wins, including a win over Alabama. You're rolling. You're, you're rolling. rolling. And then you, I get, get it. Yeah. then you get New Orleans next, the Pelicans. So you're going to you're gonna have to deal with Zion. You, you, get, <laughs> you get New Orleans, the college. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. So... How many people know about the New Orleans College? No, not too many. University of New Orleans? Or is it New Orleans University? Is it NOU? I think it's UNO. I think think it's it's UNO. UNO. Pizzeria, baby. You got to play play a reverse card, a skip, (laughs) a draw two. But no, what you're saying about Buckeye basketball and keeping that role going, that's a big thing. Momentum is is huge. Momentum is huge. Within a basketball game, it's huge within a season, too. Mm-hmm. And that's the opportunity that slipped away, slipped away. Now, here's the thing with what I cannot do. And look, I will, I will be right there with you if that happens more and more. That's something that when it happens the first time, a 10-point lead is whatever. I'm not going to sniff at a 10-point lead. That's going to happen a lot yes. in the game of basketball. But when Everyone has an 8-0 run in a basketball everybody game. Everybody does. When Everyone it gets does. closer to a 20-point lead and you're on the road and you've got this long losing skit of winning true road games in conference mm-hmm. play, you want to make sure that you clip that, that yeah. you get the job done. But they're still 8-2. and two. They're still 1-1 one and one in Big Ten play. I can't kill a season before it's been killed. I agree. I refuse to do that. I if agree. it gets bad, then it gets bad. I don't think and maybe say that I'm wrong if we get there. I don't think this season is going anywhere close to where it went last season. Not anywhere close, but it starts tomorrow with an opportunity against a team that it can beat. Now I know health was a little bit of a thing in the build up this week to see you know what uh, Scotty Middleton might be able to bring. He had a little ankle roll, and he's a big part of what these guys have done, especially for a true freshman to be helping them out. You definitely want to get something from one of these talented true freshmen, though you don't want to have to lean on them. It's great when they can help. 
If Evan Mahaffey can start finding some offensive prowess, that would help. And look, I, I I think Bruce and Roddy need to take it upon themselves as the nucleus of this team to have a bounce back. And UCLA, they have some transition because there's no Tiger Campbell, there's no Jaime Jaquez, some of their other studs. They're gone. They can take these young UCLA guards. They should be able to win that matchup. Their leading scorer is a true freshman. So, And he's shooting sub-40% and sub-30%, I think, from three. So I like Bruce and Roddy in the head-to-heads right there. Yeah, UCLA is an interesting case because you look at five and three and you're going to say, oh, they're not that good. But the three losses are at Nova, Gonzaga, Marquette. So it's not like they're losing to the cakes. Right. right. So, so and a couple of those are by what? One or two possessions? Ex- exactly. They're close games. So they're going to be a formidable opponent. They're playing this in Atlanta, neutral court. A game you can only watch on 10 TV. That'll be my only plug of the station. So it is the CBS Sports Classic. It is after all. <laughs> it is after all. If you look at the Ohio State Buckeyes, this team, Roddy Gale Jr. to me, at the end of last season, we saw glimpses of what he could do. And he has stepped up. I mean, he has been such an improved player, giving him 14 a night, shooting lights out from three. And between him and Bruce Thornton, we always talk about how important guard play is. They have those guys. I think there's a little suspect down low. Credit Zed Key, though, coming off the bench and giving him good minutes off the bench. Not a, a good lot of, role. He's that, had several double-doubles doing exactly, it. Exactly. Not a lot of guys want to do that. But it, it, again, it doesn't matter if you start the game, finishing the game is way more important. Zed's played some big minutes for him. Obviously going to shoot well from the field. He's a high-percentage guy. So they have a nucleus. I'm with you. This does not feel tragic yet. So it's easy to say, here we go again. Same old Buckeyes. You blew an 18-point lead to a bad Penn State team. But you don't want to go down that road. You beat UCLA, and everyone is right back on the bandwagon. You get New Orleans next. You get West Virginia, and then it's back to Big Ten play. You know, you get this thing at 11-2 and two when you're going to Big Ten play. You're feeling pretty good about oh, yourself. Man, oh, man. If they, great. if they can get UCLA and West Virginia, you're feeling people, great. people need to be happy about that. I agree. I'm not, I'm not so sure I'm signing up for that just right now. I'm not either. easily win both those basketball games because these are good programs, good teams. West Virginia, though, clearly in a little bit of a different spot with the Huggy Bear stuff. So we'll see how that one goes up in Cleveland when we get to it. A friend of the show, a great Buckeye a good friend of Tyvis has took a big step in his career. We'll fill you in. We'll fill you in on why. That's so cool. Next, it's the Buckeye Show on the Fan. The two most mature people working at the radio station, and that's just because they wear pants. The pervert and the skivvies. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays at noon. The Fan. Hating Michigan is our favorite national pastime. This is the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall and our friend Dave Holmes from 10TV. I'm just asking it right now on Twitter since we were having some fun with this on the show tonight. And you guys can always communicate with us, chat with us on the Twitter slash X at the Buckeye show. That's where we are. You got something to say to us. Please do drop us a line. We've been talking about a a lot of stuff today. We came right out of the, the gates talking about the big things that are getting at college football and transfer portal name, image and likeness. And what was the third thing? The three things? Conference realignment. Conference realignment. If you're were, if you an old school college football fan, how would you stack those in terms of what displeases you the most? What rubs you the wrong football? way? What rubs you wrong? Yeah. It just rubbed me wrong. It chafes. That's why. And uh, somewhere along the lines where we were talking about likable and dislikable head coaches in college football, we got into good old fashioned coaches clips. So I asked to you guys, what are your favorite coach clips or coach blow-ups in college football? 
right? Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. And there's my man, John L. Smith at Arkansas, yelling at you to what else? Smile! So I throw that out there. Tell us what you think about that. And I want to give this shout out to a friend of Tyvis's, friend of the show, good Buckeye, good all-around dude. He clearly made the decision here recently that he wants to give it a go in coaching. And I like that. I respect that. And he got started as the DB's coach at Pick North in 2022. Then, and this is crazy, the fact that Chase Ferris, of all guys, Chase Ferris can't be, what, more than 26, 27 years old? I wouldn't think so. It wasn't that long ago where that dude was here at Ohio State. And I think he was also a dude who switched positions while he was here, was on offensive line and defensive line before he settled into his role. Chase Ferris is the head coach up at uh, Leary Catholic. He's 30. 30 years old. All right. Let him live. Must be nice. Must be nice. (laughs) Yeah. And so Grant was the defensive coordinator on that staff this past year. And now, with that two years of coaching experience, Duran Grant, the new head coach at St. Vincent St. Mary High School. Congratulations, Duran. I was texting with him today. We're going to see if we could maybe get him on the program. I said, hey, buddy, we're going to talk about you either way. Congrats on the new gig. That's awesome. I loved having him on the show the last couple years, too, because getting him and Tyvis together to just hear them talk technique Mm -hmm. and what they wanted to see out of the silver bullets on the back end when times were a little bit struggling, like last year when Denzel Burke wasn't having his best season. And it was just very interesting to hear them talk about the way that they wanted to see the positions played. And you could tell that Duran really has a fire and a passion to teach the game. Mm -hmm. And that's cool to see with guys that played it, Played it at a high level at Ohio State. He has some NFL experience, so he has a lot to offer, clearly. Yeah, I think he spent four years in the NFL, I want to say, before kind of jumping around to some other leagues as well. So, yeah, he's a guy with some history there. Has history at Accurate State, Vincent St. Mary as well, where he's going to be now. Which, by the way, I mean, when we think about St. V, obviously everyone thinks of LeBron, right? But football-wise, they had Paris Campbell. I know they had Frank Stams, I believe, would play with the Browns kind of when I was growing up. They've had some NFL players come out of St. Dante v. Booker. Who Dante was Booker. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Was there like an Eric Glover Williams? I think that's correct. He's St. Vincent, St. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So they've had some guys go through there. It's a good football school. Um, you know, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I grew up in Stark County, about eight miles south of Akron. So I was always. It was all. It was LeBron in. all the time. Yeah. No. Your yeah. childhood was all LeBron all the time. Yeah. LeBron was there when I was at Kent State, which was great because we would get season tickets to St. V and just drive from Kent State, drive 15 minutes to go to the jar to see all the LeBron games. Yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't say your childhood because we're about we're basically the same age as LeBron. Yes. Yeah, so I'm been, a couple years older than LeBron. We've been tracking LeBron's career. You know, we're 18 years old, basically, when he's graduating high school. And that's that's how that's happened. Yeah, which has been kind of neat to be uh, to be watching LeBron do this our entire lives. Yeah, and we've had very similar career arcs. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we've, all, we've all succeeded at about the same rate. Well, I mean, I think you were on ESPN before he ever was. <laughs> you know what? I was... <laughs> Yes, LeBron and I both started at the top. I just went backwards, and he continued to ascend. He, you do have him by a couple years, if I think that through. I mean, he would have been on ESPN plenty as a 16, 17-year-old well, basketball player. Yeah, but I think 16 is yeah. when. It was but when did he, he was, actually get a segment or an interview on ESPN until he at least made it to so the I was, NBA? I don't know. I was at ESPN uh, in 2005 and a little bit of 06, I was on the reality show 04. So in 2005 was when LeBron came up there to film his sports center commercial where they have the throne and it's Scott Van Pelt saying, 
Or LeBron says, hey, hey, Scott, did you steal my chair? It's and Scott Van Pelt sitting in this big king no, throne. No, I don't know. No, where no I don't know where it is. Good luck finding your chair. And LeBron. <laughs> I came upstairs that day and I went to sit down and my, my chair was missing. They had rearranged the chairs because they needed my chair to be Scott Van Pelt's chair and, and LeBron's chair. So I was like, how cool is this job? So LeBron was <laughs> there that day. Get filming out of there. It. Yeah. That was right there in your cube space. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I was one cube down. It was really cool. Are they still doing those commercials? No. Because I think the brand is is it, well, struggling. They, you man. don't know any of the anchors. That was the that was they're the idea. not household guys. If yeah, that was the idea. And that was the idea is to make the brand, to make the corporation the brand, and not make the people the brand, so the people stay cheaper. And you know, all their money now is in rights fees and not talent. And in the nineties, the money was in the talent. Right, and we're seeing that in real time yeah. every single year with all the layoffs that they have to make. And thank God none of that cheapness has reached local television. Thank oh, God. Yeah, thank God. Right. <laughs> what, what would what would we do if it ever reached uh, us? You know, the one thing that ESPN is still sinking money into is the debate thing, though. Yeah. Because Steve, Stephen, there's nothing that's we'll going to get Stephen A. Smith out of there. We'll lay off 700 people. Bring in but, Russo. But it bring ain't going to be Stephen A. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not happening. They they need those shows. They are dying on the hill with those shows. They must get numbers. I mean, there's no reason they would continue to put those resources into it. If I hope it, so, man. If it wasn't giving them some return and with advertising. Do you know Do you know if they reached a point where they still were doing those commercials, the famous This Is Sports Center commercials for ESPN, where they subtly took away the This Is Sports Center, and it just oh, became, became ESPN. Did they do that? Am I, I right in I, that assumption? I don't know because there are. I want to say some newer ones. Like they, they had to have at least a good what, like fifteen year window from when the first one aired, and it was a This Is Sports Center yeah, thing. It, You're like, oh wow, that's clearly funny and sarcastic. This yeah. is this is different. I like that. Give me more. And when I worked up there, what they did is they had this big blue three-ring binder of sports center commercial ideas and you could pitch them so if you you would say you know i got a great idea for jeff gordon or i have a great idea for peyton manning and then whenever those people would come on campus for what they called the car wash you would do radio news a web chat the the main network interviews while they were there they would say hey here are seven ideas for a commercial featuring you and they would kind of discuss it and go over it and of course they have a good peyton and eli one they were there with their dad yes so, <laughs> so just doing a tour it's a great one they're doing a tour of the facility and they're kicking each other and all that and arch is exactly like archie and i remember I, I, I would see i saw a half dozen or so film when i was up there and it was always so cool when you'd see someone on campus think oh i wonder what the commercial is going to be like it was such a good branding they went away from it I think my favorite one is, I forget the anchor, where they're standing in front of the elevator, the elevator doors open, and the devil mascot is there. Yeah. And I don't know if that's Charlie Stein Going up. Going up, and he shakes his head, and he doesn't get on the elevator. Yeah, he's going down. And then there's the one where the devil and the penguin keep changing the thermostat. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's great. It's great. I am the penguin. Yes. I am that penguin. Yeah, me too. I am turning that thing way down low. Me too. And then Anthony Rothman, the devil, comes back here and turns it way up. I can't wait. Really, to, everybody else in the office besides I, me and Mike. Can't wait to clip that audio of just when you say Anthony Rothman, the devil. The We're going to clip that yeah. audio. We're going to use that. Watch where you're driving, man. <laughs> Don't mess with us. We're the devils. It's always devil temperature in this room. I know that for oh sure. Oh, my God. So. I don't know, I don't know uh, how you're not on fire. He's uh, got the sleeves rolled up right now. I've got there. the door open. I'm always in the shorts. I mean, it, yeah. I'm, it's I'm just always you. so hot in here. I'm telling you, you said something about, you know, 
you know, ESPN corporate back there and how yeah. all that stuff works, the way they kind of chose to do it. We have reviews, right, in this world. Like mm-hmm. any big company, we're owned by a bigger company, and so we have year-end reviews, corporate reviews, whenever they feel like they want to do that sort of thing. We did that, right? Your chance, your chance to talk about every little thing, little nuance that you like or don't like, more importantly, with the business, so maybe it can change for the better. The thing so far that I can tell that we came up with is it was too cold in the building. So now... <laughs> Ryan has to work in hell. Yeah. <laughs> he has to work ready to combust yeah. into flames. I know. That's what we changed. in my life. <laughs> that's, that's so far. What happened? We're good. It was too cold for people. What happened? I love it cold. It was Me perfect. Too. Me too. Uh, I'm always warm. Antarctica. That's where I want to be. The more you bundle up, people don't care. But if you start taking stuff off, I'm just saying. You can't sit here naked, all right? But I can wear my Hungarian track jacket. No, I can't do that ever again. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, uh, hey, that started with Duran Grant, new head coach at Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Then it turned into LeBron. Then it turned into This Is Sports Center commercials. And then it turned into Being in Hell. I had good stuff on Buckeyes coaching high school football for you, too, and we just blew right past we'll it. We'll do it next. We'll do it next. And Don't waste a, the research. There's also a couple of Buckeyes at the next level that deserve some more special recognition. Tell you what, we'll do some hashtags. Dave Holmes is in here tonight. It's the Buckeyes Show on the Fan. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew. And our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Fan. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Sponsored by Green and Sons. Visit Green and Sons online at greenandsons.com. Timmy Hall and Dave Holmes from 10TV. Very nice of you to join us. This is the part of the show where we kind of look at things on social media, and it just goes from there that are Buckeye-themed. So I uh, saw this one earlier today, and... I thought that they deserve some extra recognition. This was also from Ohio State football nine hours ago. Our developed here Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees. You got Cam Hayward from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I like this one from the Washington Commanders, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. What a fantastic guy he is. Terry, from early in his days, I could tell... I could put him at the world-famous Urban Meyer Thanksgiving table. Mm-hmm. He was going to have a yeah. seat. He'd be fighting with Tim Tebow and John Simon for a chair that has arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's what kind of guy he is. Could date one of Urban's daughters, yeah. and he'd love him for it. Yeah. I, in my time here, so I've I've covered Ohio State football on some level for 16 years, but here in Columbus for the last nine seasons. And for me, there's a short list of guys who I consider just to be good dudes who are my favorite people to talk to terry mclaurin was always there on the short list with joshua perry tyvis was on that and i'm not saying that just because we work with him now uh, but he was always on the short list of just guys that were just sincerely nice guys i agree with both of them yeah i agree with both those i've told tyvis and joshua that as well mm-hmm. and look they were also just so personable yeah. right same as terry like these were guys that you could go to Whatever story you were working on, maybe the story wasn't about one of those three guys, but if it was just about Buckeye football Mm -hmm. and you wanted a quote from a teammate, you would probably want to go to one of those three guys because they'd give you a really eloquent answer. Like they'd put some thought into it and give you something good. Yeah. And in this industry, that's what you look for, right? And that 
It's no surprise that Tyvis is doing what he's doing and Joshua is doing what he's doing and his career is going where where it's at right now. And Terry's really making cool. a lot of money catching footballs. Yeah, and you know, who knows? I, I don't know what Terry wants to do after football, but he certainly strikes me as a guy that could make the transition into the media game. He's super smart. Yeah, super he's, smart. Yeah, he's very intelligent, for sure. Yeah, just really good guy. And, and look, like you... You have to do so much more too. Like it's not just I'm donating some money to charity to get the <laughs> right. to get the nomination right. for this. Right, and that's good. D- donating money to charity is great when you're making that much money. I it's believe. Great. I believe you. And anyone that does make you know more than a million dollars a year probably owes a little bit to society to give a little bit back. And that's more than that. They've got to give up a lot of their time to be nominated for things like this. Absolutely. And charity is, in some ways, charity is a sacrifice because it's doing something you may not want to do necessarily. So for some people, giving 20 bucks is a big deal because they don't have a ton of money. Totally. Some people giving 10 grand is no big deal and it's actually impersonal. But giving time and energy is always a sacrifice a hundred percent no matter who you are if you give time and energy yeah you're actually invested in something I, I can't agree with you more that's why god i'm gonna forget his name now Connolly, who is the the reporter that does the super emotional sports stories yeah, yeah chris Connolly. chris Connolly. yeah 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 and whether it's the, the make a wish deal or yep. just his own stories like i think of you know I think a Tyler Trent, mm-hmm. the Purdue super fan yep. who became so, so much a part of the team yeah. and the team accepted him and they were like a family. And, you know, you that's why I mean, when you see things like that, when athletes use their platform like that and just a couple of small things that they do, it might only take five seconds. You're just talking about if J.J. Watt rolls by the fencing during training camp mm-hmm. and grabs a couple people's cell phones says hey you know, get in here you know that's all it takes get in here like and take a selfie it you is you might have made that person's five years you know in five seconds and for the, the athletes that recognize that they don't just recognize that but they'll actually do a couple things that's so cool to see and for people who say stick to sports generally what you mean is I don't like your political take on social media. But if athletes stick to sports, they're doing it wrong. Right. (laughs) Because they have so much more to give the world with money, time, making people's day. Don't always think of stick to sports as, oh, they spouted off some political take I don't like. Sticking to sports is a bad thing because we need them to actually help kids and donate time and money because they do have such influence to really help people out. Well, honestly, honestly... JJ might be the all-time man of the year award yeah. winner because he is what just sitting at the crib one day, right? And just uses his platform on social media to say, "Hey, you know what? We gotta, we gotta dig a little deeper here. Like, let's go. You know, yeah. Hurricane Katri- Hurricane Katrina, right? I'm sorry, it was the it was, hurricane, not Hurricane Katrina. It was the one that hit the, the one that hit Houston. Yes, you know, exactly. you know what I'm Harvey. About. I think it was Harvey. Yeah, but yeah. The, the fact that he just kickstarts something. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he got more than fifty million dollars, like when it was all said and done. Maybe more, maybe it was a hundred. I don't know. But just the simple fact that it was just let's do something here. Yeah. And I can't do it myself, you know, but let's see uh, what we can get rolling. And there it was. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. Tomorrow at nine AM, you'll get the replay. It's in your podcast feed now. I have 
a discussion with Anthony Rothman. Yes, from Rothman and Ice. We're wow. talking college basketball. We got the big KU Indiana who, game. Who you just called the devil in the last the, segment. Yes, yes, the devil himself. Yes, the dan- devil incarnate. Dancing with the devil. Right. We're talking KUIU. Anthony has experience on both sides of that matchup tomorrow in Bloomington. He went to both schools there, indeed. And uh, Mad About Hoops is in your podcast feed now, and it'll also replay on the fan at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. You'll get Man and Bone Weekend. You'll get a fan sports Saturday. Then, of course, the Buckeye Hoops game against UCLA. Coverage for that at 2, followed by Jackets Devils. Feel good about the Buckeyes tomorrow? Yeah, I think they're going to win this game. I do. And tomorrow's the best day of college hoops we've seen so far this season. It's, I mean, unbelievable. You're talking KUI. Unbelievable. You got Arizona, Purdue, one against three. You got Carolina, Kentucky. Baylor at Michigan State would have been huge. Would have been huge. If Izzo had his guys in order right now. Michigan State was, yeah, holding up their end of the bargain. So it's a really good day of college hoops tomorrow. He should have Draymond Green come in and speak to the team. He's free right now from what I understand. (laughs) Guys, the Lady Bucks got a win tonight, too. That one just went final in the last five minutes. Over the Lakers. Very good. Very good. They beat the Lakers. Dave, thanks a lot for doing it, buddy. It was a good time. Yep. Happy holidays, Ryan. Thank you as well. Coming up, the Kevin Stefanski Show gets you ready for Browns and Bears on the fan. If you've recently seen a photo of an older Baker Mayfield fresh off a bender, it's just Bo Bishop. Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan.